What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Three Major Sports. I am Enrique, your host, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Rob, from the Pacific Northwest these days. What's up, sir? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It has been uh, a hot minute, as the youngins say. That's right. It's been like six weeks, as a matter of fact. So, <laughs> Let's see what's going on. We are in for episode number 31. And today we are going to do some NFL talk and we are going to start talking about the NBA. We are two weeks into that season. Um, One of us feels way better than the other, but we'll see how that turns around. And I guess you can say the same about our NFL teams too. So let's start there with the NFL. So we yes. are uh, officially at the halfway mark. We are eight weeks in to this, uh, what is it now, 18-week season, uh, right. 17 games. Uh, my team has played – oh, we both played eight games. You just on a bye week this week. Right. So we are basically, yes, at the halfway mark. The Cleveland Browns are sitting at three and five, but they're coming off of the spanking of the season on uh, – the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. What did you guys beat them by? What was that, like 33-13 to 13 or something like that? 32-13, yeah. Uh, 32, had, a, had a random uh, two-point conversion after a penalty on our first touchdown. So uh, it was 8 nothing to start with, and then they everything else was pretty normal after that. Solid. Jacoby Brissett uh, apparently is everything that you dreamed of in a quarterback while you wait for your exhibitionist to return. Let's relax. Uh, listen, it's not illegal to be an exhibitionist, so I'm just going to – I feel like I found a, a spot that I can live with. <laughs> I, it's pretty accurate, too, so – Yeah, I mean, wanna... whether it was solicited or not, he did exhibit himself, so oh, – Fair, fair. So, so going past that, <laughs> uh, I, I will agree. I do think Brissette has been about as, as good as you can hope for. We talked about this offline a little bit. He is eighth in the league in QBR. Um, he's only thrown five interceptions. I know he's lost a couple fumbles, but he's, for the most part, minimized. Uh, he's had a couple costly interceptions, like end of game, trying to make something happen. Uh, he's just, you know, he's not that guy to go, you know, drive with a minute left and go down the field and throw a bunch of pinpoint passes. Um, but as a game manager, I think he's he's well positioned. So uh, with our running game, I think he can make that work, and and that's why. Uh, they've been able to do what they've done so far. I would assume when we are back on the field and play you gentlemen, uh, there will be a lot of Nick Chubb. There will be a lot of Kareem Hunt uh, and a lot of tight ends to try to shorten the game and keep Tyreek Hill off the field. That's really so. unfortunate for you, though, from that from that game plan, because if there's anything you want to attack on this Dolphins defense right now, it is our cornerback situation. And instead you're going to try to run into probably the most elite front unit in the league now. Um, well, so let's and, see how that goes. Yeah. Well, well, you, you're, you can't go through a game without using Nick Chubb. So like, no, absolutely not. I totally, I feel like that's just why we're probably going to be at a nice advantage in this game because yeah, your, your strongest point just happens to match up against our strongest point. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and and I I do think that they'll they'll be able to sort of um, you know the the best counter to a good pass rush is a good running game, uh, especially up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can get the guys on the edge to sort of run past where you're going, it can open up some lanes up front. 
Uh, and then that opens up play action if they have to stop rushing the passer. And then you have Amari Cooper, uh, you know, running on the edges. And he had an awesome game against Cincinnati as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it should be should be a fun couple weeks. Uh, the, the Deshaun Watson experience starts uh, after the next three games. So uh, looking forward to that beginning and, and having what what could be a pretty awesome quarterback if he can keep himself under control. So, uh, yeah, but enough about my team. Uh, we did nothing on the trade deadline. Uh, came off a good win, so that's nice. I'm not super depressed about it, which is always good. Uh, but let's let's talk about your team. Let's talk about my team. <laughs> so, where do we start? <clears throat> Tyreek Hill, Hill leads the league in receiving yards by 200 yards right now over Stephon Diggs, uh, which is just Christ. Had you told me that this was going to happen, like I might have believed you, but I, I would have been super skeptical just – 200 yards better than the next best guy. And the next best guy is like one of the best receivers in the league also. So I'm, I'm loving that. Um, we have two receivers in the top five in yardage in the league because Jalen Waddle is waddling right behind them, right up that stand, right up those yardage uh, meters or however we want to measure that. He's got five and change, six and change, something like that, which I believe puts him at fourth overall. He is at, 727. All right. Higher than I thought. Uh, can that be accurate? 727. It is. So, halfway through the season, he is three quarters of the way to what he did last year, which is just amazing. And he did it last year on 104 receptions. He's got 727 yards on 42 receptions this year. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, you're good. I, I would have choked too, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so our offense is firing on all cylinders. We have – finally, we have a quarterback that I can absolutely depend on. I have all the faith in the world in. Tua, in the games that he has played this year, is 5-1 and one with a 70% completion percentage, uh, which is tops in the league, I believe. 1,678 yards. Again, he's like 18th or something like that, but he's missed two and a half games. Um, leads the league in QBR. Leads the league in quarterback rating. Uh, 12 touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, nine yards per attempt. Like, this is everything. So, he's everything that I want in my quarterback. He is everything that the critics have said he couldn't be. They said that he couldn't throw the long ball and uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, but today, as a matter of fact, during his press conference, he he started jabbing back at some of these critics. And he said um, he looked at the crowd of reporters and he said, uh, it seems like I've really improved with the deep balls, huh? And uh, everybody got a small chuckle. And then he went, <laughs> you can tell this guy is maybe a little bit of a loser sometimes because he went, a slight jab like thanks man when you give a jab you don't have to tell people it's a jab we got right. it right yeah he's got um, that, that russell wilson the... playbook oh don't do that no 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 you're, you're, you're the one that just said that do yeah, yeah yeah but you went russell wilson i did not go anywhere near russell wilson was doing high knees on the fucking airplane to, in front of his own team <laughs> oh i, was I, I don't know to make that joke don't i you... don't know how they didn't throw him off of the plane midair don't you guys have a game in germany this year or something 
No, no, no. Thank God we play only in the good old U.S. of A. this year. Okay, all right. Somebody has a game in Germany. I forget who. Yeah, Tampa and somebody else. Okay, all right. Maybe they Seattle. Are sending, they're sending geriatric Tom Brady on a fucking overseas flight to yeah. Germany. Single, single man Tom Brady. Oh, he's here to partay. He's about to drink. He's going to drink dust boot when he gets there and see what happens. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Enough about Brady. He seems to always, you know, take all the conversation. Tua. Tua, yeah. Tua, Tua. So, he's been amazing. This offense has been fucking amazing. Tua's like the best quarterback in the league on third downs in terms of percentage, completions, yards, whatever you want to measure it by on third down. Like, that's our shit. We were... We played the Lions this week, and I get it's the Lions, but for some reason we had a lot of third downs, and they were like third and eights, third and nines, and every time we had one, I'm like, okay, no, we're going to convert this, and they did it. Like, at one point in the third quarter, he was six for six on third down with five first downs. I was like, okay, this is this is what we have been missing for 24 years. Um, so I'm super ecstatic about that, but then that's just been – Kind of par for the course all year at this point, right? The offense is, I mean, week one we were a little stagnant, but then week two we had that explosion in the fourth quarter against Baltimore, and it has been just balls to the wall since then. The defense, which is supposed to be our staple, um, has been pretty good. They had a really bad first half against Baltimore. They had a really bad first half against Detroit this past week. And arguably, I get, I mean, so everybody wants to shit on Detroit, but really the only thing that we can shit on in Detroit is their defense. Their offense is full of playmakers. Uh, between DeAndre Swift, I'm on same, I'm on Ross, St. Brown, uh, TJ Hawkinson, even Josh Reynolds is a pretty good number two receiver. Uh, and Jared Goff is good enough, uh, as we saw. I mean, he did lead the team to a Super Bowl, whether or not they won it or not, but whatever. I mean, he, in the right situation with some weapons, can definitely produce. So I'm not worried about them kind of running – Rampant on us in that first half. I wish it wouldn't have happened. It seemed like for a while. The one problem with the Dolphins, and I guess it's not a problem because they do adjust, but we don't make any defensive adjustments until halftime. Like, you can run. If something's working against us, you can pound that for two quarters, and it will work consistently because for some reason, Josh Boyer just doesn't think about making any changes until halftime. But then he does. And, like, with the Ravens, they gave we gave him, like, 24 in the first half, 28 in the first half, and then they got like seven points in the second half. Uh, Detroit, 27 points in the first half, shut them out in the second half. So he does do something at halftime to make things better, which is awesome because it's better than not doing that. I wish he had some sort of way of maybe doing that during while the offense was hot on the field and maybe, you know, uh, making some adjustments in game. But the defense is, is – Doing what it can, considering we were missing Byron Jones for the entire season so far. We are missing Brandon Jones, our starting safety, who's now probably out for the year as well. We are missing um, – I mean, we're starting an undrafted cornerback from Texas A&M Commerce in Cater Cahoo. <laughs> so, <laughs> considering what just is going, what's going on right now, being five and three and, and not – getting blown over the top in every single game. I think that, that that's a positive. And now, with the trade deadline, which is where we started this entire conversation, we went out and got even better. So we already had Melvin Ingram, Emmanuel Ogba, Jalen Phillips, uh, Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, all of these guys rushing either the edge or right up the middle. We have 
it's already been one of the most dominant um, front sevens in the league. And now we go and we add Bradley Chubb to the mix for the low, low price of a late round first pick and Chase Edmonds, which I am totally okay with because Chase Edmonds is that's the, that was the biggest flop on offense uh, from our offseason moves this year. And I really thought he was going to come in and, and be really good for us, especially with the pass catching role that he played in Arizona. And it just it never materialized. And apparently Denver was very adamant about getting him in the deal for Bradley Chubb. And <laughs> we are not going to let Bradley Chubb go on for Chase Edmonds. Uh, so take him. Um, yeah. But now we add Bradley Chubb to that mix. A 26-year-old uh, about to go into his first – well, I guess it's his second contract, but the first one that, that's big money. And he's already – obviously, we're not going to make this move without uh, – we're not going to make this move without knowing that he's going to re-sign with us. So we are already working on that long-term extension with him. This is – I mean, he's – the window for him and us right now is with this front seven. You still there? You hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, this front seven um, is is going to be really good for the next two years. I say that because after that, Emmanuel Ogba's deal is up and we will not be resigning him. Uh, just from a money perspective, we cannot afford him. Once we re-sign Chubb, and then we got to start signing Waddle and Hill, and uh, I'm sorry, Waddle and, and Tua and stuff like that. So that's, but that gives us a season and a half of basically what we have up front right now. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Dan Orlovsky, who I really like as a um, as an analyst, as a pundit, said yesterday that the Miami Dolphins can absolutely win the Super Bowl this year with this team and I almost did a backflip because I've never been alive for somebody to say that and it not be a joke so <laughs> that's just fucking awesome um so yeah just really excited offense offense like I've never seen in my life and defense like I've come to expect over the last five years and for the first time they're here together so I I can't wait yeah. bring bring me Mahomes and bring me Josh Allen well, let, yeah, let's relax on that. Um, so, I, I told you before, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for your team. I'm excited for, for you to see some meaningful football. Um, it, it feels like the Dolphins are further along than what their stats and their, um, and their record says. Uh, they're sitting in the sixth playoff spot right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of now, they would play the Chiefs in the first round in the wild card round. Uh, is it because in I Kansas it was Tennessee. City? Tennessee right now is two. So oh, right yeah. now it'd be the Chiefs. So just, you know, <laughs> you got to be careful what you wish for there. No, no, um, bring, bring me Mahomes. Yeah, which, is, which is good, which is good. I, right now, uh, your league rankings, uh, the Dolphins are 22nd in points allowed and 16th in points scored. Uh, the 16th is a little bit skewed just because – with three of your eight games weren't with your starting quarterback. So yep. I'll give you a little bit of leeway there, uh, you know, obviously with, with Waddle and, um, and Hill, which is interesting. He's got like 1,600 passing yards. And, I mean, we just counted 1,600 yards between <laughs> Hill and, uh, <laughs> and Waddle. So it's like, okay, does he throw to anybody else? Or it's just Why would you? Guess, which is, yeah, I guess it's fine. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, 
you if, if you're if you're really challenging for that, obviously we need to see those come up uh, closer to top ten for both of them. Um, I think most Super Bowl contenders are in the top ten in both offense and defense. So uh, as the season goes along and and they get more time and two is on the field uh, more often, uh, I, obviously the the offense is going to go up. The key will be can Chubb bring their defense up from 22nd uh, up to, you know, that top 10 range uh, to compete with a team like uh, Buffalo. Cause you know, Kansas city obviously is a little more one dimensional. They have a defense that's okay. Uh, but it's really just Chris Jones and a bunch of dudes. Uh, it used mm-hmm. to be uh, honey badger and Chris Jones and a bunch of dudes and now honey badgers in new Orleans. So, uh, you know, Buffalo is clearly more well-rounded than Kansas city is this trouble uh so you know just got to sort of see how the addition uh mixes if if they're able to sort of turn that extra pressure and and higher end talent on the edge into um you know some lower scoring so we'll see how that goes uh, obviously an awesome pickup i think you make that mm-hmm. trade 10 out of 10 times uh you know do backflips while you're doing it so uh you know kudos on that that's awesome um just real quick touching on the passing yeah. yards so Tyreek with 961, Jalen Waddle 727. Big drop off after that. Uh, yeah. Mike Gesicki, 235. Trent Sherfield, 157. And then uh, there's no other receivers. Oh, we got a couple. River Craycraft with uh, 13 yards. Braden Sanders with 17 yards. There's no other receivers on that list. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, and Edmund, basically Brady what that Moster. is. is- those those other guys are all the yards from the other quarterbacks that weren't Tua. Like <laughs> that was like 450 <laughs> yards passing in the three games that Tua didn't play, basically. Basically, so yeah. um, definitely means we got to keep those guys healthy. We have to keep Tua healthy. We right. have a we have a. And no offense to you guys, but we've got the next three games. We should feast. We've got the Bears with the Browns and then the Texans. Uh, two out of those three at home. But then we got to end the season, San Francisco, Chargers, Bills, all back-to-back-to-back on the road, home for the Packers at New England, home for the Jets. So I believe all of those teams from San Francisco forward have winning records. Ah, the Packers might still suck. Packers Um, are three and five like we are. Oh, they're three and five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that. But they still got an all-time quarterback, and at any moment it can blow up in your face. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would have to agree. I mean, I'd go into that Dolphins-Browns game thinking the Dolphins are going to win. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We're only we're five and a half point favorites at home, though, so yeah, I mean, feel good about that. We, I think we went to Baltimore. Or, or I can't remember if Baltimore came to Cleveland or if we went to Baltimore. But when we played the Ravens, we only lost by three. Um, same thing when we played the Chargers. You know, you, you would have thought that Herbert would have killed us, and, and we were up 14 points at one point. Um, Herbert's, Herbert's a sub-500 quarterback, bro. I'm done talking about that guy. Yeah, I've had that same argument, and I, I always get, well, he threw for 5,000 yards last year. He's elite. Yeah, well, that's well, what happens when you're always playing from behind. Right. <laughs> yeah, there is something to that. There is something to that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say if if any team other than the one that just played the Bengals shows up, you guys are probably winning. If it's this team that just, that just played, then, you know, we might have a game on our hands. So we'll see. Uh, but I would I would do the same thing. I would go into the game thinking that you guys are are favored, especially at home. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 on your side with that one. <laughs> nice. So that's a good chunk of Dolphins talk. I hope to make the playoffs. I hope to go deep into the playoffs. One thing that I do want to say is, I absolutely love Mike McDaniel. 
so much. Everything about this guy is just, God, I love him. He's clearly a pothead, so he's yeah. near and dear to my heart. Right. Um, and he's just, a little cringe from outside, I have to say. But uh, he's maybe because he's not yours, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. I can see it though. I can, I can see why you get there. Just sometimes he's a little much. But um, Monday, uh, Monday he I had his press it. conference, and uh, he had his press conference, and so one of the reporters goes, "So the trade deadline is tomorrow. Do you guys, do you guys think you're going to be doing anything?" And he covers the mic and he looks sideways and he's like. Looks back at the report. He goes, "There's a deadline," and I thought that was just just the way he delivered that was awesome. He's like, "I'm really terrible with deadlines. I don't know. I guess we'll see." Uh, and then you go get you know a top three pass rusher in the league currently. And <laughs> yes, well, yeah, is he, is he that high? Pat, top three? Uh, he's third in win rate. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, I like that stat. Uh, Who's one and two? Out of curiosity. Oh, man, it is – fuck, and I had this the other day because I saw the list. Uh, let's let's look it up because I'm sure we won't be surprised at all. Uh, I hope it's my boy. If I respect that – Oh, yes, Miles it's Garrett. Garrett, Garrett is one. Garrett is number one. Okay. Um, right. Respectable then. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Garrett, and then who else was it? Why is it so hard to get this guy right now? I don't want a video about this. Oh, <laughs> oh and it's Michael Parsons. Okay. And actually, Garrett, right. Garrett is two, and Parsons is one. Parsons is has close? a 30, 32% win rate for Parsons, 30% win rate for Garrett, uh, and then a 27% win rate for Bradley Chubb. And like I was telling you earlier, now we have two guys in the top 10. We are the only other – well, we're one of two teams with two guys in the top 10 in this stat now because we've got Chubb and Jalen Phillips is at a 23% win rate. Uh, and the Eagles have Josh Sweat and Hanson Reddick at 25 and 24%. Oh, God. So, and who did they just get – oh, they just got Robert Quinn too. And they got Robert Quinn. Yeah, hey, real quick, uh, that's going to make our um, – our NFL uh, preview <laughs> where we said that the Eagles are clearly the fourth best division winner, but we thought the Eagles would win their division. Uh, that doesn't look great. <laughs> it doesn't look doesn't, great. It doesn't look great, but. Because they just stole Robert <sighs> Quinn from the Bears. Like now they I have get three it, man, dudes. But they barely played anyone. Like yeah. I get that they're seven and zero, oh, and you can only beat the people in on your schedule. Like I get all of that, but. That doesn't mean I have to be impressed with your wins. Like you're not, you're no. not out there. Other than the Cowboys, who have they beaten? You're gonna, and please, for the love of Christ, do not throw the Vikings at me. Well, the Vikings are six and one, bro. I don't that, know what that, to again. Conversation. Just because you're six and one doesn't mean you're good. So what do you what do you count as a good team? Like you guys haven't done anything in the last couple of years. Am I just supposed to poo poo your five and three record? Okay, like, no, I don't, we, I don't we, understand. We beat, okay, we beat MVP Lamar Jackson and the Ravens having to come back from behind. We beat the probably AFC favorite Bills handily, full strength on their side, no excuses. So that's yeah. already two out of our five wins that are really good teams. The Eagles have beaten Detroit, Minnesota. The Commanders, the Jaguars, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the Steelers. So again, the Cowboys, and if you want to have to throw somebody else in there, it's the Vikings. 
They demolished the Vikings, which again strengthens my Vikings are in shit conversation. And they haven't <laughs> played anyone else. But the fucking problem is that they don't play anyone else anyway. They play Houston, the Commanders again, the Colts, the Packers, the Titans, uh, the Giants, which we'll see what the hell they're about soon. Chicago, Dallas again, the Giants and the twice. Sins. Yeah, it's like they have the cakes schedule of the season. So they should be beating everybody because they do have talent on that team. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but I'm not I, – I don't. I think that once we get to the playoffs, well, I don't think yeah. that they should be automatically be the favorite in the NFC. Like well, I think, I think awful. if they, I think if they play San Francisco, San Francisco would probably beat them. I mean, maybe it depends which San Francisco shows up. Nah, well, they're the seven San Francisco right that's been playing. Like the the NFC is dog shit, man. Like it's terrible. That might be true, but it doesn't mean that you can't be. You can be dog shit with seven teams and still have a top heavy two or three that can take each other out up there. Like, just because as a whole you're dog shit, it doesn't mean every team is dog shit. Well, I mean, if the if you're already a non-believer in the one and the two seed, then I don't know what to tell you. And the three seed's the Seahawks. So, <laughs> you know, like, you're talking about the 49ers. They might not even win their division. Uh, we should throw in real quick. The Astros just no-hit the Phillies. <laughs> Did that finish with a no-hitter? Yeah. Yeah, it was a combined no hitter, so it wasn't one person. But uh, yeah, you had a good amount of that, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's interesting. Boo, fuck Houston. Boo. Um, Yeah, we we moved on from baseball as soon as the Guardians were out. I was done. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I finished at the All Star break. Um, (laughs) I'm still just waiting for Sandy to get his trophy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Uh, what do they announce uh, that when the season's over? I have no idea. I thought it would have been already, but apparently not. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they wait for, but whatever. Um, Honestly, like, I know this kind of maybe sounds a little crazy right now, but I I think that Dallas could end up coming out of the NFC. I want to see them play. It could be any of them. It could be any of them, bro. Honestly, they they suck. The the NFC as a whole sucks. Everybody that they thought, like the Rams and the Bucks. Came into the season as, oh, the Rams, Bucks, and Packers are going to be it. We said the same thing on, on the pod when we did it eight weeks ago, the last pod we did. The first three seeds are going to be the Bucks, Rams, the Packers. Rams are terrible. Exactly. We, and we said all three – and they're all like three and five, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like they all have the same shitty record. Like so, the Packers doesn't surprise me as much because it's, 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 now it's Aaron Rodgers and absolutely no one else. I mean, Aaron Jones, I guess, but that's, that's not enough to you know, even win a few games apparently. Yeah, uh, the Rams though is surprising because, I mean, on offense theoretically they should have gotten better with the addition of Allen Robinson. Yeah, um, and they have not. And then on defense, yeah, okay, they lost Von Miller, but it shouldn't have been a crazy fall off. You still have Aaron Donald. You still have Jalen Ramsey. You know, right. They had a number one. They had a number one defense added, the year before. They added they Bobby Wagner. Miller. Yeah, they, they they should be good on defense, and they're just not. I don't. I don't right. get it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, sure, Philly is probably the best team in the NFC. That still doesn't that might make them the fifth best team overall. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I, I'm and, not and entirely I'm not arguing that. I'm, I'm not trying to listen. And I, don't I just wish I wish that with that roster, I wish with that roster that they would have a more challenging schedule so we can actually see what they're made of. Sure, because again, no, this, and, this, and, this schedule has been dog shit. Yeah, and it'll continue to be dog shit. They have what, uh, all the three way more through, games. Three I'm more actually games worried as a Dolphins winter, fan. Uh, like 72, I'm like a little concerned here. Well, yeah. 
Didn't I mean, they won't make it to the playoffs. Yeah, they won't make it to the playoffs. They won't even they won't top the Patriots even. But just well, to have well, another one with a regular season and to get to seventeen would be very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Well, I, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I've I've always liked the Eagles. They've amassed a ton of talent. They look like they were done a couple of years ago, and they sort of snuck up on people last year, like, oh, the Eagles are are kind of cool, and then this year it's like, oh shit, they got AJ Brown. Now they're amazing. I so yeah, and then I liked them last year, and I like Jalen Hurts, and I don't. I feel like Jalen Hurts was always unfairly shit on ever since Tua took his job at Alabama. But like, Jalen Hurts well, is a good quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna say he he was like tagged as a game manager at Alabama, and and Saban was never gonna let him open up like he did with Tua. And then as soon as he went to Oklahoma, I was like, oh, he probably could have won the Heisman, like Lincoln Riley. He was yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, ever since then, he's been pretty awesome. And the fact they got him in the 40s, you know, that's no, it's pretty insane. great. Pretty great for them. So Yeah, like we already know that you need to have a quarterback on a rookie's on a rookie on a scale cheap to, deal, right? To and to that to have a second round deal, is not even a first round deal, it's just even that much more impressive and yeah. beneficial for them. Yeah, that was that was the Seahawks uh, key. Had had a Super Bowl winning quarterback on a third round with a third round deal. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then now he's a uh, serial killer who does Subway commercials. Did you see the nonsense he did in London this week on no. the field before he started? Oh, so, uh, he was doing his thing. His little, there, yeah. So there was the thing. high yeah. There was the high knees on the plane, and then yeah. he was just like standing in the middle of the field and like putting his arms up and like praising and. Oh, he's down done that. Like, oh he's done God. that forever, though. He's done that forever. again. It's just weird shit. Yeah, like, it is. God, tell me it you're is. an attention-seeking whore without telling me you're an attention-seeking whore. Right. Yeah. No, that's. He's he's definitely in all like the former Seahawks are coming out and tearing him apart in the media, which is hilarious. And you know it's real because it's offensive players too. Like it's like right. people in his huddle. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that article that I read at the beginning of the year from ESPN where they were talking about him audibling out of that, and I've told you before that was the worst decision, in-game decision by a quarterback I've ever seen at a high level. Um, and and you know you're autoing out of it, and your own team thinks you did it to win Super Bowl MVP is just sort of like oh my god, I, uh, what do, how do we even get here? No, yeah, forget it. But yeah, whatever. All right. Anything else you want to hit on before we switch? Before we switch, gears? I don't I'm think so. I don't think so. I think I think the AFC is going to be a bloodbath. The NFC is going to be a cakewalk. Um, just excited to see the second half of the season. See if my team wakes up and gives the last wild card a run. Uh, and if not, hopefully load up for next year. All right. Let's see what happens. I'm just glad we don't play the Tom Watson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, might that, first, that first game, that first game is going to come out like fucking juiced. And I, just, I don't want any part of it. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame uh, you. I wish it was against Tampa. But I, I wasn't that lucky. That's the game before. Hmm. Houston's a good one for the drama and the story. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, just get that shit out of the way and then be done with it. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to switch gears to the association, the NBA. So we're two weeks in. There have been some surprises. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily call the Cavs a surprise. The the Cavs are 6-1, and one, and have the best record in the Eastern Conference aside from the 7 and 0 Bucks. Um but the 7 and 0 Bucks haven't really played anybody. So, I'm not they're like 
one and zero against over five hundred teams, and you guys are like three and one against teams that are five over five hundred. So, I will let you take the lead on the Cavs. Please feel free. I'm. We're not going to lead with culture here because you guys clearly earn this more than us right now. So go ahead. Yeah. No. I mean, we we didn't really get a chance to talk <clears> about <throat> it. I know you were kind of upset the day that. <laughs> One of these days, we should start putting up our text conversations on the Instagram thing. Uh, but uh, you, you were pretty upset the day that we got Donovan Mitchell. And, and he's, he's really been about as good as you could have hoped for uh, after, you know, the first couple weeks of the season. Um, Garland was out besides for the first 10 minutes of the Raptor game in opening night. And um, Mitchell sort of took the point guard duties for the last six games and uh, just played awesome. Um, you know, all wins. A lot of them handily, some of them against good teams. Uh, they've now beat the Celtics twice, which, you know, I think there was there was some hesitancy to put the Cavs into that top um, three or four in, in the East. You know, I think I even said uh, right after we made the trade, like the best case scenario is maybe they get home court in the first round. Like that was sort of like the ceiling just because we, we just haven't done anything without LeBron in, you know, since the 90s, basically. Ever, yeah. Yeah, so um, – you know, there wasn't any reason to be like, oh, yeah, now we're going to be a top. Like, that would just would have been stupid. Uh, and, you know, Giannis still exists, so I'm not doing that. Uh, but there was the Heat. There was the, the, the Nets. There was um, the Sixers. Uh, you know, those those types of teams which were worrisome. Uh, I still don't think, despite their 2-0 record against them, I still don't think they're better than the Celtics, especially when they get back Robert Williams. Um, but I, I do think that their ceiling is sort of, you know, the three, four seed, I, I think is very attainable, uh, depending on health, you know, they can always get kind of weird in the regular season. Cause you'll have teams that are sort of resting for the playoffs and, uh, especially your more veteran teams like Milwaukee. And, uh, I think the year they won, they were the three seed. Um, so I, I, I think that they're, they're trying their best to sort of solidify that they are for real and are a team that can at least compete with the top of the East. Um, and they have some good tools. Uh, their, their top four, I think, are close to as good as any other team's top four uh, in the league. So that doesn't hurt uh, like that. <laughs> Especially Evan Mobley hasn't played all that great yet. Um, he's our – with Garland back, he's going to be our third leading scorer, but he hasn't quite – um, shown what he did over the summer. Everything coming from him during the summer was how great he looked. Uh, I think he's averaging like 16 and 6 or something like that. So nothing crazy. Um, yeah. But it's still playing it's awesome defense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I think a few blocks Almost too. a steal and a half. Almost a block and a half. Yeah. 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 So, you know, great on the defensive end. Uh, there's a big difference I, I, I think we talked about earlier. Uh, he went out with about – Four minutes gone through the second quarter tonight, and the Celtics just hammered us the rest of the second quarter. Um, so it does make a huge difference when he's out there with Allen, uh, which was part of their downfall last year. Allen and Mobley both missed time at the same time. Uh, and then I think when one of them came back, Garland went out, and we just didn't have anybody else who could dribble. So, uh, yeah, it just sort of went to- sort of built into some protections with, with Mitchell. Uh, and then Ricky Rubio will be back sometime I think either in late November or early December, we'll have Rubio back. So, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of reasons to be optimistic. Uh, their ratings went down a little bit. As of this morning, uh, them and the Suns were the only two teams in the top five in offensive and defensive rating. Um, and then they had the second best uh, net rating in the league as well. So, 
Um, right now, after tonight, they're third uh, because they only beat the Celtics by one point. So they didn't quite have the same type of separation. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just lots of things to be happy about. Um, I, I do think we're in it for the long haul. Everybody's really young. Uh, Mitchell's the oldest of our four best players at 26. So, yeah, lot, lot to be excited about. Yeah, that's um... – they look really good, and Donovan Mitchell is a really good player. It's really upsetting that he ended up there um, because, damn, he's just a really good player. He's averaging, like, what, like 35 points? It was 32. He had, like, 25 today. He didn't play very well today. That was part of the reason why they were down in the first quarter uh, – or, I'm sorry, in the second quarter. Uh, let me – Let me uh, – I think in overtime. ESPN it took him overtime to get to 26 points. ESPN has not updated their averages yet, so he's still at 32 there. But with 26 out of the game, he's probably like at 30. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. Garland had 29. I think Mitchell had 26. Let me just double check. That sounds right. Um, yeah. No, 25. 25. So he had 25, 4, and 6 with uh, one steal and two blocks. And then Garland had 29, 5, and 12 with three steals. So, yeah, it's uh, you know I, I think they're they're becoming well rounded. We've we've uh, taken a little page out of the Heat's playbook, and and now we have like the big question all summer was, oh yeah, they have a great top four, but who's going to play small forward? Um, and we've sort of worked between Karis Levert and Dean Wade, uh, the the second coming of D Wade. Um, yeah, I I looked at the stat sheet and I was like D Wade and. <laughs> Who is this, and why do they share this with uh, one of the greatest guards of all time? <laughs> and then I saw it was a power forward. I'm like, all right, cool. Didn't yeah, and major news. No, and and they they play uh, they play him at at <coughs> a good amount. Um, he had against the Knicks, he had 22 points. He hit, I think, uh, I want to say like eight three or no, it must have been seven threes, six or seven threes against the Knicks. Um, plays good defense. Always seems to be in the right place. Uh, so you know, sort of that. I think he's a little bigger than Max Scruce, but something similar to that where you just sort of plug him in and didn't really, didn't really count on him doing anything. And he's like turned into a reasonable, they just signed into a really uh, cheap extension. So they'll have him around the next three or four years as well. And he's also young, 25 years old. So uh, yeah, got a lot of, a lot of good things to look forward to. I expect deadline. I've, I've heard they've whispered about Jay Crowder. So we'll see if something like that uh, could help. He's he's a winning player. Uh, we've had him once, but it was a much different situation at the time. So, yeah, we'll see see how that. Yeah, works I'm out. actually hoping. Uh, I'm actually hoping that Jay Crowder ends up on our team down here. Because, I've heard that too. I've heard that too. And just can't do it. Like we, but we'll get to that. Are, are we done with Cavs talk here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I've exhausted everything. Just very excited, very excited. I, I do think as we check in with the NBA through the. Through the season, we'll keep hitting to see if they're they're keeping pace. Obviously, they're not going to go yeah uh, eighty one and one, but we'll see sort of how they no, keep no. in the standings. You have you have to play Miami a few times. So. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Speaking of which, the first time so we play the Browns. Um, the Browns are our game on the thirteenth, and then the next Sunday the Heat and the Cavs play. So that'll Oof. be a nice little back to back city confrontation. And, yeah, so talking about the Heat, uh, it's Friday night now, and we've had a 
pretty up and down week. We lost to the Kings last Saturday, but then we beat Golden State at home Tuesday night. We beat Sacramento at home on a last-minute Tyler Hero travel three on Wednesday night. And we just finished losing to the Pacers by a point because Tyler Hero decided to shoot another three when we were only down two and forced that shot. So it wasn't crazy about that. It wasn't even a great look. If it was a good look, I'd give it to him. But uh, no Jimmy Butler tonight. Uh, we shot 28% from three. This The roster, as presently constructed, cannot win games shooting 28% from three. It's a miracle we only lost by two points. We were down by 16 at one point in this game. Uh, so we brought it all the way back, and we were tied 94-94 with a couple minutes left in the game. And then we just all went ice cold. So there's um there are a lot of issues in – not a lot of issues. There's one glaring hole in the way that this roster is constructed, and it's that we're starting Caleb Martin at power forward. And that's just not going to work. It's not enough size. He's offensively minded where we have more than enough offense on the floor with Jimmy and Bam and Struess or Duncan, whoever's out there, and Kyle Lowry or Gabe Vincent. Like, I need I need a defensive four to start alongside Bam. Or we need to go out and get a real center. Not that Bam's not a real center, but a more traditional center and move Bam back to four where we can still switch him around on defense like we do, and he can probably play offense a little bit more comfortably because he wouldn't probably have the biggest guy on the other side on him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we're 10 games in. We're four and six. I uh, I have faith that the front office is going to do something to address that situation, whether it be Jay Crowder, like we mentioned a few minutes ago, that you're looking for on your side of the ball. I, I would love for him to be here. Um, I don't know what we would tra- – I feel like trading Duncan for him is too much unless we're looking to just unload that contract altogether because we have him locked up for four more years, well, three and a half, I guess, three and three quarters. But that's a possibility. I don't want to give up Struess for anything. Struess is becoming – like, I'm sure you're going to want to shit on this, but Struess is becoming like a quality starter in this league. He's averaging uh, – no. I think it's 15-5-2 and two now so far this season. Yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I'm not. Um, I I, I, love I was going to throw in there. I think you guys – because now with Hero on your bench and you, him going against second units, like that's kind of what made your bench. Like you guys are really only like – especially without P.J. Tucker, you guys are really only like seven, maybe seven to nine guys deep uh, on your roster. So if you took your best bench player and throw him in the starting lineup and then have a hole at power forward – it's really difficult to cover for that just internally. Uh, and, it's, you know, some of your complaints so far this year is that they didn't uh, get anybody to sort of fill in that that hole that P.J. Tucker leaving created. Um, yeah. And I, I actually, I mean, I, I see what you're saying defensively. Adding a big guy and sliding Bam down would make sense. But I, I, I'm kind of the other direction. I think it makes more sense to keep Bam at a five, but finding a stretch four is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Right. Um, those are pretty um, sought after positions and players. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think what's sort of happening, besides just like you guys being older, it's going to take a little longer to get going. Butler being out. Um, but there is a sense that like, there's teams in the in the East that are ascending because of youth and age and just their team starting to come together while you guys have sort of stayed stagnant uh, and just sort of gotten older. 
So I, I do think there's a little bit of that fighting against it, but you know, you have guys like Butler and Spolstra that always overachieve and get you past where, you know, if you just wrote it down on paper, you'd say, okay, you know, the heat are going to be a five or six seed and then you'll end up at a three or two. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think I looked it up right before we started talking the heat are 22nd in offense, 16th in defense, which, you know, that's a play in team, uh, rankings. So certainly some things to clean up. Um, I don't know that, you know, they, they've got enough equity that you don't start panicking yet. I don't think, um, but you know, you get to Thanksgiving to Christmas and, and you're still right around 500. I think you start to set off a couple bells because the East is kind of a bloodbath this year. <laughs> it seems like all the conferences that our teams are in just turn into these nightmare scenarios Yeah, really. Uh, between the, the AFC and the, um, the East in, in basketball. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I mean, the Heat were giving up the ninth most points in the league. So it's not terrible from that perspective. We are. Yeah, the 16th was in points per possession. So that was a little bit better okay. than, that, like, fewer. A we're allowing, we're allowing than what you're 46%, and we're allowing 38% shooting from three. That's a problem, especially in this league. Yeah. Um, I mean, and everybody ahead of us is still in the 30s, but, like, the Clippers are – I mean, I don't understand the Clippers when they're in top – they're a bottom five offense and a top three defense according to, to some of these stats. And they're, only, they're yeah, allowing that's... 31% from, free, from three. That's, like, the best percentage in the league. Yeah, It is the a lot of that third is... best percentage. It is by a half of a percentage point. Um, a lot of that – That's kind of wild. Up. Let me look at defensive rating for the Clippers. Because the Lakers are the so the Lakers have the worst offense and the third best defense. Yeah, the and Lakers the Clippers right have the fourth best too. defense. <laughs> so what I think it is is those teams are just sort of grinding to like a hundred points every game. So it makes their defense look great, and then their offense looks like dog shit. Because we talked about this the other day, the Lakers and Clippers are like four points or five points behind the Rockets, which would be the twenty eighth best offense. Like, there's a significant difference between. Uh, <laughs> Between the uh, the LA teams and everybody else, so you know, take yeah. that for what it's, it's worth, I guess. No, yeah, they, they, we're fifth from the bottom in points per game as a team right now in Miami, is so that that needs to absolutely change. And I don't know, like, it's not Hero. Hero's averaging like eighteen points a game, so it's not it's not at the twenty he was at last year, but. He's also starting the game, so he's not playing exclusively or mostly against second units like he did last year, which I know had something to do with it too. Yeah. But the fact that we didn't drop off to 14 or something is very promising to me because that's what I was like internally a little worried about moving him into the starting lineup. But So it's not him. I mean, I don't know what – Bam was averaging well, yeah. last time I checked like 17 too. Yeah, you're, you're averaging 111 points per 100 possessions on defense. Which that's that's really high for you guys. Let me let me see if I can while you while we're talking here. Oh yeah, I can pretty easily go back to last year. Let me see what you had last year. Jimmy at twenty one, Hero at eighteen point six, Bam at eighteen, Struess at fourteen, and that doesn't include tonight. Tonight Tyler went for twenty nine, so that eighteen point six might jump to nineteen. And Struess went for seventeen, so he's gonna cross the fourteen point mark. Man, I really can't get over how awesome Max Struess is at this point. Like another undrafted free agent guy. Just, God, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah keep finding them. That's that's how you figure it out when you're in that luxury tax hell that you guys are in. I mean, it, you keep finding ways around the cap with dudes like that. Him, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, fucking a. So as a uh, as a comparison, you're giving up three less point or three more points per hundred possessions than you did last year. What are and the three point at- defensive possession percentages from last year? What are, what were we giving up last year? Now that you're on last year's page, because we're what at thirty eight percent this year. Tell me we were at thirty five percent last year, and that's the fucking three points. Uh, I think this. I don't know. This. I think this just shows your own team. I don't think it shows. Oh, like it, it doesn't give up. Whoa! I mean, it should. It's it just should showing be we're allowing. No, it should be. Rating. No, oh, it's just a rating. I'm saying we should be allowing. Yeah. I'm sure we're allowing a higher percentage this year than last year. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean. Let's put it this way. If you were giving up 108 per 100 possessions like you were last year, then you'd be rated uh, fourth in defense. So, like, that three points is the difference between fourth and 16th, basically. So, you know, that's a completely different scenario of of where you find yourself right now. Mm -hmm. And part of that could be P.J. Tucker. Part of that could be that Butler's played, like, half your games. Yeah, Tucker's definitely got something to do with it. Um, Christ, Tyler here was born in two thousand. This is fucking <laughs> absurd. Just feeling all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, where are you right now? You're sitting in the eleventh seed, four and six, tied with Philly. So phenomenal. Yeah. At least they're down there. <laughs> we can laugh at PJ for making the wrong goddamn choice because if we were still here, it would be different. Well, but you also were going to give him $30 million. So, no, absolutely not. He still made a good decision. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of $30 million, I cannot wait to get rid of Kyle Lowry somehow. <laughs> yeah. That'll be between Lowry and Duncan Robinson. That'll be the, the next little bit of magic that uh, Ellsberg and and Pat Riley are going to have to figure out because that's that's forty three and a half million. That's like forty three, forty four million dollars between those two guys. Well, I, didn't season. Duncan get fifteen a year? Duncan's getting sixteen nine this year. And yeah, Lowry's so that's forty seven million, bro. That's oh, Russell Westbrook. No, well, because <laughs> Lowry's at twenty eight three. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like okay. forty five. Yeah, it's like oh, forty five. Forty four and change. I know. Victor Oladipo's getting eight point seven million, and the report came out yesterday that he is nowhere near ready to play. Yeah, Phenomenal. I heard that last week. Phenomenal. That's uh, that's not great. That's not no, great. no. It's a lot not of a well, lot of older dudes need to get some. I mean, you got some youth with Hero and and Bam. Um, but and and I'm I'm waiting to see what this kid Nikola Jovic looks like. Um, because all the rave from him overseas was great. He's like I think barely 18 years old. Um, so I'm. Curious as to see what he can – maybe he can be our four at some point down the line, maybe this season, maybe not, hopefully this season. But that's – I mean, we're really only – Jimmy Fine is older, but he's not in any way, like, the one hampering us. So, like, I'm not going to shit on him for his age. It's Lowry. No. no it's yeah. Lowry. It's yeah. exclusively Lowry because everyone else that we play regularly is young. I mean, other than Jimmy, right? But Bam, Duncan – uh, Hero, uh, Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, like these are all young guys. It's it's yeah, it's Lowry. His his decision making seems to have deteriorated, which doesn't make any sense because that's all mental, dude. Like, what 
Like, what are you doing? The other day I saw him. What game was it? It might have been the Warriors game. And he just, at, in crunch time where we needed to get a play going, he held the ball for as long as humanly possible. It felt like somebody on our team had to go up and strip him. Um, and it just led to a non, like a nonsense possession that we ended up giving the ball back. And luckily we were able to come back and win that. But like, I saw that. I'm like, that's not why we paid Kyle Lowry $30 million a year. Like that's, that's the fucking total opposite of what should be happening. Um, but now who the fuck are we going to unload this on a 34 year old making $30 million? Like there's nobody in there. Two more years, uh, this year and one more. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like because I assume it's... if it happens this year, it wouldn't happen until January, February. Like I don't think it's gonna happen now. So no, but I guess I guess where I'm going with it is like it would be a trade. It would be like a deadline deal. Yeah, next year's salary makes more sense where it comes as an expiring. I think this year, and then saying, oh yeah, by the way, there's another thirty million on the like you might be able to get someone like Mike Conley, but the problem is Utah's taking on salary, so you're probably gonna have to throw a first round pick in there. So Lowry and a first round pick to get to like Mike Conley. Like that's like the baseline for what you're looking at. That's that's not even <laughs> worth it. Like that, that's not I'd rather yeah. use my pick for something better than that. Like Yeah. Um Yeah. And for the most part I don't want to make the pick, but I, I don't want to trade it for Mike Conley. That's just that's like I don't know, replacing a red clown shoe with a blue clown shoe and like there's yeah, no yeah. there's no difference there. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. You you need you need a trigger man that can run the offense uh, and not make it all Butler all the time. Which you know in the playoffs has has gone pretty well for you guys. Um, but he just he needs help. Yeah, yeah. He's just having another ball handler. Ends up, it ends up like being last year and him exhausted at the end when we need him the most. Right, he's had right. To do and everything. you don't you don't want your secondary ball handler being Tyler Hero. Like you just don't. I'm I'm sorry. You, you don't. I mean, because uh, things like losing to the Pacers and, and needing a last second shot to beat the Kings are. are but what he's going to. Okay, but that's not necessarily his fault. We lost to the Pacers again without Jimmy Butler. We lost by two and we shot 28% from three tonight. The fact that we were even in that game shooting 28% from three, the way that this roster is constructed, is a miracle. So let he's me just... going to learn from dumb shit like we did tonight, right? Because the, the Kings game was a, an identical situation, and he made that shot. Granted, he traveled, but that can't take that win from us now, bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he made that shot. So I can see where the irrational confidence came today, 48 hours later, to the same situation. But, yeah. But, like, in that game, we were tied. So right. you missed that? Cool, bro. We're going overtime. We were down two tonight. You, you sat out there, and you fished for a three. It wasn't a good look. The dude knew what was going to happen. He stayed in your face. You came up a foot short of the basket because the dude was all up on you. You should right. have taken it. You should. That's you need to drive, or you need to kick to somebody. But right, drive or try to get a foul. He he had just previously drawn a foul. He was she's shooting great from the foul line. Like this, there are options, dude. You don't have to drain a three to win it. It's not game seven of the finals. Like just be make the smarter play. So I feel like he is going to learn from that as our ball handler. Um, because whether you like it or not, he is going to be one of the main ball handlers this year. Like, there's just no options around it. And Kyle Lowry right. is guaranteed to miss 25 games at some point down the line. So, that's going to happen. Man, I feel much better with Bam just handling the ball down the field. That down. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think. So, yeah. I think that's sort of uh, where I am. 
That's where we are. Did I lose you? You yeah. here? Uh, yeah, no, I'm here. I'm here. You hear me? Want one? Nope. Here we go. Yep. Okay. I'll try to edit that out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel good. With, I feel better with Bam going down. Yeah. Like bringing the ball down. Um. So or at least yeah, like if you're only down two, throw it to him in the post. And like, give him a second to to work a little bit against Turner. Oh and yeah, see what he can do. And that was never. Like, I feel better about that. He never even looked at a pass. Because uh, Struess was out there too, like uh, across from him with a defender who was playing him like seven feet off because everybody was looking at Tyler Hero. And I'm like, yo, this this ball needed to move. You you held it for the whole seven seconds we had, bro. Like, just not necessary. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's see. I mean, another ball handler. If, Ideally, if uh, he wasn't a jackass and batshit crazy, you know, Kyrie Irving would work here. But um, I'm totally good. Yeah, you're not I'm doing good. that. No, I'm good. Yeah. Super good. It's not worth it. No. no. Um, but somebody with his skill set would be great. Yeah. Um, There's not a lot of those. Dude, honestly, I really wish we would have been able to get our hands on John Wall. Um, because I feel like that would have been nice situation for him to not have to carry a team and just be a ball hander and that kid I mean John Wall is basically like a street hooper at this point just handles and I don't even know what's left in his shot I feel like I haven't seen him play in three years so like but you can dribble you can dribble that's not going to change and that's just make smart decisions make smart passes and dribble the ball Everything else, we've got the, the personnel to handle, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Hit a, hit a three every once in a while when they leave you wide the fuck open. <laughs> um, I don't. I haven't even seen him play this year yet. I don't know. I'm sure he has, but I don't even know how that's going for them. Who? John Wall? Yeah, for the Clippers. Yeah, I just watched it. They're playing the Spurs. I was just watching him. He actually hit a couple threes while I was watching. Of course he did. Let's see if they ended up winning. Oh, they did end up winning. Let's see how many points well, John Wall they fucking had. better. Uh, John Wall had 15 points, six to 12 shooting, six assists, 27 minutes. Um, yeah, not bad. No, that's Paul exactly George what I need. That's like exactly what I need. Yeah. Uh, Christ. <laughs> pleasant, <laughs> the pleasant surprise that is the San Antonio Spurs. What are they now? Like maybe four and five, but everybody thought it'd be uh, on nine by now. Yeah. Now they're five and four after losing to the Clippers. Oh, five and four. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and another what's what's going on in Texas? What's in the water down there, bro? Another exhibitionist with fucking oh yeah, Josh Josh. That's his first name is Josh Joshua Primo. Yeah, 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 man. It's just guys, for anybody listening, just keep your fucking underwear up. Like, god damn yeah. it, no, nobody. Yeah. If they want to see it, they will ask. Please stop taking right. it on, upon yourself. And right. she was like yeah. the psychologist or something, right? Right. Like, yeah, she said nine th- times. Yeah, did you think she was going to keep her mouth shut? Hey, and nine times, bro. Like, okay, I hope this didn't get to pop before now. And he can at yeah. least, because that's a bad look. That's a it bad is. look. And I have to assume that a psychologist is not exactly a weak-minded individual and that she didn't wait until the ninth time to say something about this. Yeah, she said she, because that's where they're suing the team. She said she Yeah, reported, they all got ignored. Uh, at least a couple times, because it may have been like she may have given him a pass on the for you know client doctor privilege or whatever. She may have given him a pass. Who knows? 
But uh, yeah, she said she went to the Spurs. I don't, I don't know why the team psychologist would go to the coach. That would seem weird, but um, maybe. I mean, it's you not never know. Just, it's not the it's Pop, and that's like that's the head of the snake in that organization. Pretty well, much. Well, Buford's. RC Buford's pretty pretty powerful there. They're they're sort of on it together. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Either way, not a I not a good look. Fucking Texas. Look. Fucking Texas. <laughs> Carry around guns and just show your dick everywhere. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all good. What? It's, just, it's just whatever. Yeah. Jamal's uh, uh, middle name is Hildred. That's just odd. Yeah, that's wacky. So, uh, here, what else we got? Who else do we yeah. want to touch on here? Uh, how about real quick? Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, that's we're. I, I'm. I'm not gonna. I've heard too much about the Sixers in the last like two, three weeks. Uh, so I don't want to talk about the Sixers anymore. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with them right now. No Sixers, no Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the first one I want to go over real quick is just like everybody sort of shit on Phoenix after that giant blown Game Seven at home against Dallas. Mm-hmm. And they came back without Jay Crowder and with DeAndre Ayton hurt. They're number one in offense and number five in defense in the whole league. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best net rating in the entire league. Uh, right now, two decimal points ahead of the Cavs and 0.7 ahead of the Bucks. So the, uh, the disgust fall of the Suns has not yet happened. <laughs> We'll see how the how the season plays out, but they're they're playing very very well, uh, which is a bit of a surprise because, like I said, everybody sort of shit on them. Yeah, um, and to a degree, rightfully so, but then to another degree, oh it's, yeah, it's well, I mean, but it's still Luka Doncic. Like, if it's going to happen, and that's the guy on the other side, I'm more willing to give you that pass, um, because it's Luka Doncic, even if he's by himself, like he is. It's Luka. Um, I'm glad that they t- that they came out, you know, hot this year and have gotten their shit together for the most part. Um, yeah. Let's see what we're. What Chris we Paul hasn't here? even played that well. Shooting, they're shooting 48 percent from the field and 35 percent from three, which is um, not crazy. That's not crazy. I was expecting to see them at least at 40 percent from three with what we're talking about. Uh, what else? What else? Anything? They're actually. Slightly under where they shot last year in that three-point percentage and slightly above in field goal percentage. So it should have just evened down and been basically exactly the same. Um, they're allowing more threes this year. They are they are allowing 5% less field goals in general, though. So the defense does seem like it's picked up uh, a notch from last year. Which, so like, far. what is even doing that? Like, you don't have Jay right. Crowder. Like, yeah, you, no, and Aiden's got been hurt on defense. Aiden's got, Aiden's got five games in uh, out of the seven, and yeah, who's who is doing this? Maybe just uh, I think I think they started um, starting Cam Johnson. I think that might be something that's changing, but he's not that great on defense. That they're just, I mean, they've they've just been awesome so far. There's not really. I mean, for all the teams that are sort of lagging behind, we mentioned the Warriors earlier. I think they're like 26th on defense and like 20th on offense. They've just started out terribly. I think they're about to lose again, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Three and a half minutes left. They're down by three. Granted, they didn't play anyone today, but 
um, still, you know, another loss that put them at three and seven. So, wild. Yeah. So, what else we have out here? Milwaukee looks amazing. Yeah, yeah throw that whatever. one out there, too. Another <laughs> fucking team I can't stand. Well, I mean, God, Giannis is just so good. Uh, yeah, and it's not even him; it's just like everyone else. Yeah, you mean that you hate? Eh, dislike strongly. I hates hates a lot. Hate is reserved for like the likes of the Celtics, right? Yeah, it's a strong yeah. dislike. Giannis Serge is a pretty likable huh? guy. He is, but you know who can suck a dick, bro? Bobby Portis. Oh my god, I can't stand Bobby Portis. Yeah, and Grayson Allen. Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. this team is littered with assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah, and they don't even have any Middleton back yet, and they're going to no, be no after tonight. Yeah, it's uh... concerning. <laughs> they'll, but I feel like they, I feel like uh, Randy Quaid in Major. They'll blow it in the playoffs. Yeah. They will. Yeah, blow it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We'll see. How is uh, how's this Hawks experiment going of adding uh, Dejounte Murray to a Trey Young backfield? How? Uh, what are the defensive numbers on this team right now? Because they're winning, so they're five and they three are so winning. far. They are winning. Uh, they destroyed the Knicks after they were down ah, the surprise. other day. And then they destroyed the Knicks. Uh, they're ninth in offense. And twentieth in defense. So that about sounds, what you that sounds expect. right. Yep, sounds yeah. about right on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Murray's, they're uh, damn. So they have, a, they have a net rating of point six, which would put them thirteenth. Okay. Um. So you know, still a lot to be desired there. Uh, I think that'll sort of sort itself out. There'll be some teams behind them that that pull ahead. They're ahead of Denver right now. I think Denver will pull ahead of them. Uh, as will probably Miami and uh, and Memphis. Memphis is minus. Geez, Memphis has a terrible defense. <clears throat> yeah, Memphis. Memphis has the second worst defense in the league. That's and that's it, a little surprising. It is. It is. I think that's just time. And Jaron Jackson Jr. hasn't played yet because uh, they have the seventh best offense and the 29th best defense. See, seventh best offense fits the, the that the defense though, because yeah. I mean. A lot of a lot of that can be changed just with Valanciunas' play. Like I'm not saying he's going to send him to the top five, but if Valanciunas is defending the paint as he could and probably should be, they're they're I at hate, least like high. Teams. I hate to I hate to do this to you, but he's he's in New Orleans. So wait, um, Stephen Adams is in Memphis. Stephen Adams, yeah. Stephen Adams, and that yeah. happened a while ago. I, why did I feel like it was the other way around? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, remember, remember the them and the Lakers almost got into a fight last year, and Stephen Adams picked a man up and carried him away like a child because he's Australian, <laughs> New Zealand actually. But yes, it's the same place. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, I, I throw a rock Steve from Adams. one place to the other, and they sound the same. The same. That's a that's a big that's a big arm. It's, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of comebacks I could have to that. But <laughs> We'll uh we'll ignore that for now. Um yeah, what that's uh, that's a surprising one for early season. Uh well, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's Steven Adams' fault. No. 
I'm looking at yeah. what he's doing, and it's like it's not overwhelming, but it doesn't suck. No, I think it's just they've they've also had some some big um, like just big wins where they're blowing teams out and they still give up a bunch of points because they're five and three. Uh, he does have the highest or lowest, if you want to look at it that way, defensive rating of his career right now, though. So not that's great. not good. Yeah, yeah not great. That's probably going to change once tonight's game. Well, they might already actually have it in here. The the because uh, they held the Hornets to ninety nine. What are they at now? Uh, well, they were twenty nine, and they held the Hornets to ninety nine points. So no, what's their record now? Do you know? Uh, is it it six and three? five and three. It is I got five and three. and three here. Okay, so then yeah. where I'm looking, basketball pro basketball reference hasn't included that game yet in these stats tonight. So okay, all right, cool. So, so that should see. come down a little bit more. So yeah, they're doing away. 27th out of 30th on that defensive rating. It's in hmm. – their expected win loss is three and five, though. So they are overachieving somehow with these numbers. Yeah, well, that's – Probably that's got a lot job. to do with Ja. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this happens when you have an MVP candidate on your team who's constantly going off. That does, that does definitely help. Uh, speaking of MVP candidates, have you seen Luca's uh, point per game so far this year? Is he still at like 35? 36.1. He did they play tonight? They did. Yeah, I think they're they're still did he crack 30 again. Playing. Oh, see, okay. they're up four on Toronto. Let's see what now they're up seven. Uh, and see. they're up seven because he just hit a three. So yeah, they're at 31. He's at 31 points. Okay, so he cracked the 30 point mark. Oh, again. sorry, 34. So, okay, 34 cool. Points. So. Uh, eighth, 13 straight shots. Game, eighth straight game to start a season with 30-plus points. That's wild. That puts him now, I think, tied for second place. Have you seen that stat, by the way? No. Like, most consecutive games to start a season at 30-plus points. It's no. like a couple people at six, a couple people at seven, somebody at eight, and then it's Will Chamberlain at like 32. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking absurd. Like, this is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, well, when he played against Milkman and Plumbers, it was just he could stroll out there and score 40. With his eyes closed and probably one hand strap behind his back. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can see. Uh... Yeah, bro, he's he's got 34 on 14 shots. That's insane. <laughs> that is rare air. 23, sorry. So it's Wilt. At eight in second place, so now Lucas tied that, and then twenty three is the is the record. So so Wilt has the top two. Well, yeah, the top, top two. two. Yeah, correct. Wild. And they're not even in consecutive seasons, which just goes to show how like overly dominant this guy was like forever. Right. Uh, you know, Dallas keeps doing it too, man. With like smoke and mirrors, like they're Can they just get either. this guy some fucking help? I know. <laughs> God damn it. It's him, Christian Wood, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Cleaver, Hardaway Jr. Well, I mean, they tried to call him, but but you're just. They did. They did. It was a swing. A swing and a miss, but a swing at least. Um, Yeah. But they need to get him something, someone, whether whether it's a point guard or whether it's a big man, like someone needs to go and help this man. Right. I don't even feels know. very uh, Portlandish. 
then that's just terrible. But you know what? He is not going to have that level of loyalty to Dallas that, that, that Damon Lillard is having to Portland. Oh, no. I, I don't see that at all. Even though he already signed that Supermax, like, that doesn't matter. Just be like, yeah, just trade me, bitch. Yeah, they're, they've already talked about this. They're like two years from like that meltdown. Bro, so yeah. they have to Maybe find less. help soon. Maybe less if it just goes really badly. I mean, for them, luckily this year it hasn't been going badly. But well, and they made this the thing Western takes... Conference Finals. That didn't hurt. No, for sure. But if this thing takes a turn and like they're headed towards the lottery, I don't see how he doesn't just be like, yo, just get me out. Which is like, wild. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy how lucky some teams get and have these talents fall into their laps and then, then they just have absolutely no idea how to handle it. Well, and, and sometimes I don't even know if it's not being able to handle it. Sometimes I wonder if it's just like, because it's got to be timing. Like you have to, like picture the Cavs. And, and I'm just going to use this example just because I read about them more than any other team. But like they had to get enough young players at, a, at random enough times where I was like, okay, it makes sense to trade for Donovan Mitchell right now. He wasn't available last year. He probably wouldn't have been available a year or two from now. You had to do it now and say, okay, this is going to fit our timeline. And then had the assets available because you didn't make any moves two, three years ago that took up your picks, that you still had all the ammo that you needed to make the trade. So it's like all these different things have to come together. Like they, they still owe the Knicks their pick this year, I think, from the Porzingis trade. So your first available pick you can send is two years from now if you're Dallas and you're trying to hop in on one of these trades. So... um I mean, I think it's similar to, to what the, the Lakers are running into. You know, they know they need – and I know we're not going to talk about them, but just as an example, they need to make changes, but their first available draft pick is 2027. Oh, so, yeah, it's their only available draft pick at that point for five years. Well, they can they can do 27 and 29. That's what that's what the, the Turner and Heald – Can we uh, touch for, 29 already? Yeah, because it's seven Isn't years. that too far it's out? Seven. Isn't it six? No, it's seven. It's seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, when the Nets traded for Harden, they traded uh, four unprotected firsts and three spots. So it was every draft for seven years. Which, you know, Houston's just got to be thrilled to death. <laughs> Super thrilled. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, if you ever want to wanna chuckle, go look at the, uh, the owed draft picks for the next, like, six, seven years and just see, like, some of these, like, there's three or four teams that own the Jets for the next, like, half a decade. Oh, I, I, Oklahoma City's got a bunch of our shit. There, Utah, New Orleans, and uh, and Houston. New Orleans had it from Holiday and um, Davis. So they had, they, it was similar to Utah, where they had two different guys that they traded for a bunch of picks. And they're... They're already a good enough team, and they're going to have lottery picks coming at them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? If – if <laughs> we were looking at this the other day. Let me see if I can pull it up fast enough because this isn't – I don't – there's no way that they can – I mean, they probably have a, a good – are you looking at percentages of them getting the number one pick, the Lakers? Well, I was looking at what they – what pick they would have right now. Oh, right. I mean, depends on the lottery, but, yeah, it would be like third, yeah. I think. Right now, it'd be fifth because the Lakers won. Oh, okay. They've gotten five. better. Yeah, they've gotten better. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> With a 10% chance of getting number one overall. So, can you imagine <laughs> you, have to give up, you have to give up a generational draft pick because of some dumb shit like this? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's also put it in perspective. They put up a banner with Anthony Davis. So, they did. A little bit here, a little bit. I mean, maybe they gave up too much, or maybe it's looking like a lot now because of what it's actually manufacturing itself into. But they did win a championship, so it can't be considered a total failure. No, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, you're, you're, once you win the title, you're you're sort of locked in. It's everything. Everything is fine. Uh, you do sort of have to say, like, would the Pelicans trade Brandon Ingram for Anthony Davis straight up right now? And and I would say majority people would say no. Uh, and they traded a heck of a lot more than just Brandon Ingram. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think value wise, clearly they've gotten slaughtered, um, but they had to do it. It is what it, I mean. That was part of getting LeBron is you promised to make a trade like that. So, yep, they had to do it. Uh, yeah, God, this <laughs> the, even the lottery man looks like such a like somehow Philly's pick goes to Utah, and Minnesota's pick goes to Utah right now. That would be nine and twelve. <laughs> Philly's pick is going to Utah. It, I, it had to be part of the. It has to have been transferred maybe. through. Yeah, it has to have been transferred yeah. through. And maybe it was it was some part of the swaps or something because you you do get these swaps that sort of move things around. But yeah, it's uh. It's pretty unreal, the different things that, um, like, the Clippers and the Thunder can swap picks right now, and it has the Thunder keeping their pick because they – or I'm sorry, it has the Clippers swapping with the with the Thunder because the Thunder have a better record. So just, <laughs> you know, weird stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, well, it's been an interesting start to the season already. We have a long way to go. We are only maybe, what, uh, 12, 13% through for the most part. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's roughly 9 to 10 games into this 72-game, 82-game season. I don't know why I just made that 72 in my head there. <laughs> um, yeah, so like 12, 13% through the season for the most part. So we still got a long way to go. Uh, so let's see. Let's see what happens. Hopefully my team can turn around. Hopefully your team can slow the fuck down. Um, uh, they're doing just fine. Don't worry about them. They get to play the Lakers on Sunday. I'm super excited. Just hammer why? LeBron. In, in oh, I was like, why? What's this not even going to be a good game? Why are we excited? <laughs> and listen, man, when your team has been awful for a few years, like every game's a good game. You're, like there's excitement again in the regular season because when you're going to the finals all the time, when they're good before, like the regular season was such a drag. Yeah, which really that. sucks the way basketball works like that. Like, you should really be able to enjoy your team being good for as long as they're good. And it just – by the time we reached the last two years of LeBron's second stint, it was like, oh, God, the regular season was such a grind. Just put us in the playoffs and let's go. Seriously, yeah. They, like, just nobody gives a shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's part of why you see Golden State doing what they're doing. Cause it's like, God, we just did all this. We're, I don't care right now about that. But yeah, all right. As I'm, I'm taking a look at the standings to make sure that we're not skipping over anybody who deserved a few minutes of time. But uh, I think we got a pretty good grasp on everybody, other than really going in depth in Milwaukee, which I have absolutely no interest in doing. Well, yeah, I'll say they're going to be eight zero after tonight. But when we do the NBA in another week or two, we'll, we can go maybe a little bit more into them, depending on what the record is. Indeed, but they'll get Middleton Portland. back soon, and they'll get even better. Portland at five and two. Um, 
and they're beating. I want to. I want. I want to talk about Minnesota at some point. Maybe not tonight, but um, because at four and four, that after all the hype and getting Rudy Gobert and Ant and Cat and four and four has to be considered a bit of a failure or a slow start right now. Um, because you know what's random? Like, yeah, they got Rudy Gobert. And I don't want to. I don't want to take too much time on this. Um, but I, for some reason. <laughs> I did not know that Carl Anthony Towns was in the hospital the entire preseason. Like, I did not know that he missed all of training camp. because I don't even know what he was in the hospital for. What? The guys have been saying that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the Wolves make sense because they haven't really played together. I was like, wait, when was Cat in the hospital? <laughs> I had no idea so, about that either because I don't think he's yeah. missed any regular season games. No, no. And he played, like, one preseason game. So a lot of it I mean, is just and- – to their credit, they're, they're top 10 in defensive rating, but they're 23rd in offense. Um, yeah, and Ant has a couple times said, like, small lineups are better for me and don't ask me about lineups, and it's hard for me. To... Anthony Edwards doesn't have a dunk yet this year in eight it games. sounds like they should have consulted their superstar before trading a bunch of draft picks for Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah maybe both of their super. Apparently they asked neither of them, so that might have been smart. And, and and you paid your team president ten million dollars a year. Maybe maybe you wanna if you're gonna pay someone that much, you think you're gonna win something. You might want to talk to your team. But you know right. who are we? Who are we? They're playing the Bucks tonight, so I'm not super uh, <laughs> not super confident they're gonna be over five hundred when the night is over. Right. Gobert thirteen and fourteen on the season. Cat twenty one and six. He has not missed a game. And Ant twenty three and six. Okay, I mean, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see how that works out. I'm not a big fan of of that uh, of that trade. I was I thought they gave up way too much. I don't think that Gobert is worth that to this roster with what he brings. Like you are, like you said. I mean, so Ant, I didn't realize Ant didn't have a dunk, but that doesn't surprise me because the paint is absolutely clogged between Cash Which is and what Gobert. He said. He's a very honest man, and he was like, "I'm not Giannis. I can't jump over everybody." <laughs> <laughs> Need some space, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like him. I, I, I yeah. really I look forward to him switching sides at some point. Oh, boy. Okay. I mean, I don't know. On I'm that not, note. Not necessarily to us. I get how you could have interpreted that. I, just to any <laughs> other team. Like, well, oh, probably okay. to somebody competent to, so that we I really see. enjoy what he does. Because like, he's just going to rot in hell there like fucking Cat has. Uh, I hope not. Cat does it to himself, man. He, oh, he, he absolutely just, does. I've I've already yeah. finished. I, I don't feel sorry for him anymore because now I'm yeah, like, no, you're just, you're just doing this to yourself at this point. Right. We're not blaming the wolves for him. He's he's just he's weird with that. I don't know what it is. But being in Minnesota doesn't help the situation either. It doesn't. It doesn't. But there was there was his couple, his first couple years, like they'd show guys training and then they'd show Cat and he'd be like on Twitch with Ben Simmons playing Call of Duty instead of, like, working out and stuff. I was like, okay, this is... No, yeah, totally understandable. And I, and I remember those cat days, like, and, like, allegedly he's different now. But, yeah, man, that's just... I mean, Jimmy Butler set him into his place. So... All right, everybody, and on that note, that brings us to the end of episode number 31. We are ending with a bit of tech difficulties as we lost Rob out in the Pacific Northwest. Sounds like he had a power outage just now. But luckily, we were at the end of the show. 
Make sure you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Three Major Sports. Interact with the show there. We put new episodes uh, when they post. We announce them through there. We put up random polls, things like that, for you to keep in touch with the show. And make sure to read and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other platforms. Uh, and you can always listen to us directly from Anchor on the web browser. So go ahead and rate and review us. Try to rate us five stars so we can get that rating up. All right, everybody, thanks for joining one more time. And until next time, enjoy the sports.